I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, Wim Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost by a score of 90-84 to against the Golden State Warriors in what can really only be described if you're watching this on the YouTube feed and you're looking at this image of Masai and Bobby both looking tired as hell. Bobby's got his eyes closed. He's ready for a nap. And Masai is not too far behind with the way his uh, eyes are drifting, like like you know me after I got my eyes checked today for, for some glasses, uh, some some real dilation going on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, damn, it was uh, it was uh, it was it was an ugly, sleepy game of summer league. Um, I know. Um, first off, uh, you know, apologies that uh, there was no reaction podcast after the first summer league showing. I was uh, getting eaten alive by mosquitoes and. Somewhere along Lake Huron, so um, yeah, it turns out I missed a pretty good one. Uh, I actually, wa- I went back and rewatched it, of course, on the three-hour drive back, and um, you know that game was sloppy too. Uh, although it did feature some pretty exciting plays, this one was not that. This one was nothing like you're gonna come out of this game like really hype about you know the way Malachi looked, the way Scotty looked. I don't really feel hype about the way anybody <laughs> looked from this game. And that's not necessarily a, a slight on the guys um, who played or the quality or sort of what they can do as players. It's more just like this game was just so ugly. Like, I, I mean, I just had a really hard time watching it. Um, and I understand it's Summer League, you know. Like, I understand that, um, you know, this is not a game where, you know, you're looking to win, uh, I suppose. The, the stakes, obviously, are, are close to nil. Uh you know, and of course the guys are unfamiliar because you got guys who are competing for spots. You got guys who are, you know, um, obviously very new to the team, things like that. Uh, the roster construction maybe is also a little bit skewed. Would love if they had more organized point guard play. And, you know, of course Malachi is the guy for that, but he wasn't very good tonight. Uh, so it, it was hard to judge on that just because the game just became really, really sloppy. 
Um, and part of that is, you know, uh, really aggressive defense, probably by both teams. I thought they both played a pretty aggressive style of defending. The Raptors obviously pretty much pushed the envelope defensively whenever, so they were extra aggressive. But uh, the Warriors were pretty good themselves. Uh, but there was just a lot of sloppy play. I don't know how else to describe this game other than it was drunk. It was um, almost amateur in a way. And you just saw a lot of mistakes that didn't really make sense, when, especially when you look back on some of the numbers when you when you you know uh, sort of try to break down how this game went. Um, it was a tough watch. It was a tough watch. So let's start with the the players individually, because obviously the flow of the game doesn't really matter in this kind of setting, right? We're not again we're not looking to uh, to, to to win games more than we're trying to develop and sort of see what the Raptors have. So let's start with obviously um, Scotty who. Had a the primetime matchup. It was Scotty versus uh, Jonathan Kaminga. If I'm going to be completely honest, Kaminga, Kaminga looked better in the sense that the things Kaminga does look incredible. <laughs> okay, um, clearly an extremely physical player, especially for a guy who's a year younger than all the other rookies, basically at least um, a year younger, and you know was able to really get up there and made a number of very very ambitious plays. Uh, you know, hit some threes. He was three of six from three, including a, a three that was like three or four feet beyond the arc. I don't. Know, I think Precious Achua was guarding him there, and they, I don't think Precious even expected him to shoot the ball because he was so far out. But um, you know, Kaminga rose up and, and shot it and, and made the shot. But Kaminga, I think, made some very impressive plays. But I thought Scotty was also very good in his own front in terms of um, you know we saw. Just how difficult it can be to contain a guy like that at his size uh, with his ability to handle the ball. Because we saw pressure, we, we saw Kaminga body up on Scotty Barnes repeatedly. We saw them sort of go at it. Obviously, it's the fourth pick versus the seventh pick. Uh, Kaminga was a guy who was slated to be a top four pick, maybe until last year when he had a less than impressive showing in the G League. But, um, you know, I, I can see where the competitiveness comes from in between those two. But, uh, you know, a lot of battles one-on-one. And, you know, I, as much as I think Kaminga made a number of really, really impressive plays, I, I think Scotty did well for himself as well, especially because you saw Kaminga pressure up and body up on Scotty. And one thing there is that, you know, Scotty has to sort of figure out how he's going to score most times because he's not really like... Um, like a go-to offensive player with like three or four moves that, you know, he can get off against anybody. It's not quite a guy like that. But what he does do uh, is sort of figure out the game as, as the game goes along, sort of figures out how he contributes. Because he can do a lot of different things. It's really just he needs to sort of get into, okay, what is the right matchup here today? What is the specific area where I can contribute, where I can um, make an impression? And I thought it was the same uh, the same deal against the Knicks. He had a really slow... First quarter didn't really look like he was going to have to be, you know, he's going to have a great game. But then all of a sudden he turned it around, and especially in the second half, I thought Scotty made a number of really nice plays, and he kind of took over a little bit. I think that takeover moment kind of happened in the third quarter where Scotty sort of figured out what the Warriors were doing, especially what Kaminga was doing. Um, you know, there was a, you know, Kaminga was really pressuring up on him, trying to use his physicality. Scotty usually would have a physical uh, advantage over most small forwards. Um, but Kaminga is just as big, kind of just as athletic. So, you know, you're not really getting much advantage specifically there, just line driving to the basket. But what, you know, Scotty was able to figure out was, okay, if he's going to pressure up this high on me, I'm going to use my handle to elude him. So there's a play where um, Kaminga sort of pressured him around half court, and Scotty uh, went behind his back, 
sh- that that got him past Kaminga. Then Scotty went all the way into the paint, drew a foul, and th- there was a lot of that going on. Scotty sort of taking Kaminga off the dribble because Kaminga maybe playing a little bit aggressive, but Scotty having the the handles to sort of take care of that and sort of handle with that. I mean, again, it, whether it's he's dri- dribbling with his right hand or his left hand, he, Scotty both. Seems comfortable with both hands driving into the paint. And today, 12 free throws for Scotty. That was the bulk of what his scoring amounted to. And and we even saw a really nice skill move from Scotty where after beating Kaminga a few times off the dribble, he takes Kaminga once again, stops right at the edge of the paint and uh, hits, you know, Kaminga with a little shoulder fake. Kind of freezes Kaminga for a second because I think Kaminga was mostly expecting Scotty to, you know, drive to this hard to the spot and then go up for the shot and try to, you know, uh, shoot over him quickly. But instead, Scotty gave him the little shoulder fake, then spun around and t- uh, shot a fadeaway jumper from about 10 feet that was very, very smooth that went in. And, um, yeah, that was, you know, that was largely what you saw from Scotty. There were times where, I mean, you might look at the two for eight and look at that and say, what was going on there? Well, I mean, honestly, like he had three rebounds in a row on one play where he just failed to put to get the uh, the layup to drop, and you know the Raptors ultimately uh, scored on that possession, so it was, a, it was a win for the team. But it was a little odd seeing that. I think that contributed to the overall lack of scoring. But um, it was it was an interesting battle between the two of them for sure. I think you know there are things that Scotty can do, um, you know, especially with the ball handling and with, with his aggression and physicality. Honestly, if I had to, if you have to specifically ask me between, between the two players, I think Kaminga shows more skill in terms of like he's he he had an inefficient night too. Don't get me wrong, five of seventeen is not good, and he had six turnovers, uh, and a lot of them were kind of unforced. But Kaminga did a lot of he tried a lot of hard things. Where Scotty doesn't really try the hard thing as so much as he tries to nail the small things right, and um, that might be a key difference between the two players. I, I did love, you know, seeing Scotty w- with. Um, it seems like once a game he will do something. He will um, give show you that little emotion because he is such a. He seems like such a sweetheart off the court. Um, obviously, a very uh, you know charismatic guy and things like that. But uh, on the court, you'll you'll see him. You know, you'll see him show his passion. You'll see him sort of do some bully ball stuff. I thought more more of that happened against the Knicks because the Knicks didn't really have a guy to match him physically. Uh, and and today, even after Scotty made that turnaround jumper, you know, you saw him release this like primal scream, which uh, I, again, it was a very dead arena in in Las Vegas today, mostly because the game was kind of a bore. But. Uh, you know, there's that mean streak to Scotty. So I've really been enjoying watching what he's been doing. Again, Scotty made very few mistakes today, and he, and he did a lot of the right things. You know, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to see him as an offensive player because I think this is in summer league. Obviously, he's going to have more of an expanded, um, you know, allowance in terms of what he's doing offensively. I think in in, in, in there will be more set actions once he goes to the Raptors with the team and everything like that. But, uh, you know, it's been interesting watching Scotty figure it out. I think there's a lot of intriguing pieces there, of course. That's why the Raptors took him fourth. Uh, in terms of other players, Precious Achua made his Raptors debut. Uh, he had 13 points and 11 rebounds. Kind of as advertised with Precious, man. Um, so he got the start. Didn't really get that many baskets assisted for him, which is largely what you see. I mean, if you watch these uh, highlight reels uh, of... Um, of, of um, Precious in the uh, on YouTube, for example, of his rookie season with Miami, like I would say, half of them are a pick and roll where 
I mean, whoever, you know, Kendrick Nunn or, um, or, 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 or Goran Dragic, whichever bench guard was coming off there, come up, comes off the screen, um, Precious is rolling to the basket, the, the big steps up just a little bit too far, and then, boom, we throw a lob, and Precious is dunking that. Very few assisted baskets um, tonight, as, as compared to sort of what you have seen from Precious last season in Miami. That's not a surprise. Precious, literally, this is his first game playing with some of these guys. Probably, you know, want, uh, he's not going to play that many more with a lot of these other guys. But, um, you know, I, I thought there were some nice things. Um, first off, his physicality is very good. Uh, you know, very willing to bang in the paint, both ends. Very willing to guard and defend. What I like... Uh, a lot in terms of sort of beyond that sort of um, skill setup where, of course, you're going to know that he's going to, if he's in the game, he's going to work for rebounds. He's going to be a physical finisher, things like that. What I liked about Precious's game is how willing he was to sort of push the pace and transition. He looks very surprisingly comfortable uh, with the ball in his hands in transition um, and very, very fast in transition. There's one play where he just beat everybody down the floor and was the first one ahead of the play for a breakaway dunk. A little Pascal-esque. Rookie Pascal-esque in that sense. But uh, Precious seems very comfortable with the ball. And, and uh, you'll see him sort of, you know, not just lead the break because he got the rebound and, you know, there's no one around him and so he can bring it up half court, you know, the way a lot of centers do. Precious, like, rips down the defensive rebound. And then, like, even with a guy kind of, like, pressuring him and things like that or, like, shading him or even if there's, like, two defenders around... Precious seemed to, like, be very confident in, in how he can push the ball. And quite honestly, didn't look out of control with the ball in his hands. Was very, very quick, um, you know, with the ball, which is very important. Some guys are not quick with the ball. Like, I, I've been surprised with how Scotty has not looked as quick with the ball um, as you would expect. He's one of those guys that moves quicker uh, on, on, on defense than he does on offense. Uh, but Precious, like, you know, ripped it. You know, one uh, his best play was he, he he ripped down the rebound and and beat maybe three guys down the floor and got all the way to the rim for I think free throws, um, but he got all the way to the cup from one end to the other and that, and that's the stuff that the Raptors really covet and really really find uh, precious so to speak. But um, yeah, man, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think he, he took a pick and pop three as well. Again, this is summer league, so this is the time to do it. And, um, yeah, I mean, he seemed like a pretty nice guy, too, afterwards. In the interview, very thoughtful answers. You know, I asked him about a couple of things. He, he gave some very, very thoughtful answers. So, I, I think he's going to be a hard worker. He's going to come in and, and fit the program. Um, in terms of his size, I would say he's a little bit small to play center, but he does have some good qualities in the sense that if you're going to be a small ball center, you definitely need to be extra aggressive in the paint, and I would definitely say Precious is a guy who is going to be able to... I mean, you, you won't think he's not playing hard. Uh, you'll never really think he's not playing hard. You will give that effort there. He's willing to bang. His finishing, to be honest, I think sometimes he doesn't always have a game plan when he goes up, so that leads to some missed opportunities there. And part of that maybe is the size. Part of that is um, you know maybe touch or anything like that, but... Uh, I think his finishing around the basket can improve. I have seen some of the low light reels that Heat fans have uh, put together. Precious missing layups. I mean, okay, but uh, you know, I, I think overall, like he's he's a guy who can come in and grow with the program. And I think mostly if he can be a small ball center with that second unit, him and Boucher together, um, it's kind of an intri- intriguing combo. I think obviously they might struggle with post up players because both of them are a little bit skinnier. But um, I do like Precious' ability to rebound, and I just like the two of them being so fast as a front court um, guys who can you know get downhill, catch a lob, play in transition. 
um, you know, offensive rebound as well because Raptors really didn't have much offensive rebounding. Uh, and Precious is a guy, who, you know, five offensive rebounds tonight. I think he could, he, he's the guy who will work on the glass as well. So I liked what I saw from him. Very intrigued to see more of it. Um, I Obviously, the, the key matchup would be with Precious and Flynn. The, that should be the partnership off the bench in terms of you look at um, the second unit, how that operates. I, I think you should see a lot of pick and rolls between them. Honestly, between Achua's ability to finish lobs um, and uh, also his ability to offensive rebound, I think that makes that works well with Malachi. Malachi, first off, is very much a scorer. I know people like to sort of put this idea out there, or not even idea. People like to put out this. Um, maybe it's just like an agenda against Fred or something like that. But people like to knock Fred. They like to say he, you know, he's you know he's actually a, a shooting guard, which is. So some supposed to be some sort of galaxy brain take about Fred, which is quite frankly not true, um, and doesn't really mean much. Um, but you know, and then people will then say, "Well, Malachi is more of the pure point guard." I mean, quite honestly, I don't really see that. I honestly see Malachi being very, very similar to Fred in the sense that he needs to get his shot going um, to be an effective point guard, and um, that's again not surprising for 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 a shorter guard, but I actually don't see too much stylistic that's different. Malachi in this setting has largely been there to bail out possessions uh, that are stuck in, in the half court because you know in talking to uh, in, you know Coach uh, Patrick Montumble after the game, he literally said that they're not looking to run many half court plays, um, and what he meant mostly means is he wants to play in transition, but it also is very revealing that like yeah, off- offensively. Uh, you know, this is we're hardly going to see like the 2014 Spurs out there with the ball movement and everything like that. The, the plays popping and things like that. But you know, I, I still was very unsatisfied with this Malachi performance. Okay, so a couple of things. One, the Warriors did have Gary Payton the second on him. Gary Payton the second, probably the MVP of this game, made a number of really good plays, including a dunk at the end, which was not quite you know Anthony Edwards on Utah Watanabe, like because you know Utah was so directly involved as a as a, as a launching pad there. Uh, on that play, but, uh, you know, uh, Gary Payton the second definitely did, a, a, you know, did put um, Delano Benton on the map. If Delano Benton put Rexdale on the map, then I guess, theoretically, Gary Payton Jr., by association, has also put Rexdale on the map. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, he's a very good defender. Gary Payton the second is a very good defender. I mean, surprise, surprise, the son of Gary Payton is a really good defender, but... Um, you know, he also knows Malachi from having played with him in the G League bubble. You know, he was with the 905 last year. Uh, and it just seemed like Malachi had to really, really work. He was rushed on a lot of his shots. He airballed a few shots. He was 6 of 19, which, you know, that'll happen again because nobody's creating offense for Malachi and he's always creating for everyone else. But having said that, 19 shots against one assist is... Just not acceptable for any point on any study. I'm just sorry. Like I, I think there there needed to be more of a balance there. I, I think especially in the summer league play when everyone's sort of unfamiliar, having a floor general who can sort of set the play and just like you know like run sets, get the team into their actions um, and things like that. That's very valuable. And mostly Malachi was looking to score, which again is very important. Not a lot of half-court scorers on this team either, so it's more of a team construction issue. But disappointing performance from him. Obviously, game one, he looked really good. Had a, His jumper was falling. Three of eight from three is not bad for Malachi, but there were some wide-open threes he was missing. Um, so, you know, I, 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 want, I do want to see more. I do want to see more and a better performance on Malachi, more balance. Um, I think any critiques that uh, the sharpest Fred crit, uh, crit, uh, critic would have 
Um, should probably apply most of that to, to, to Malachi because this was a tough game from him. Of course, this is summer league, so again, I really, who cares? But uh, Delano was another guy who was noteworthy. Now, the thing with Delano has been when I watched the first game and I saw some of the fallout from it, uh, it was very sloppy in, in the sense that it was just like very raw. Like he was in the first game, he was making passes like just. I don't know, man. I mean, very, very simple passes that were getting picked off. I don't really understand. Like, he was just, like, it was, a, it was two on one in terms of the Raptors had numbers, just trying to bring it off half court, but then he'll throw it uh, halfway, and then the defender will pick it off, and it's a layup. Like, happened a few times, and it was very disappointing to watch. Um, and it was happening again at the start of this game. You know, I thought one his first possession coming off the bench today uh, was jumping around defensively, leaving his feet. Um, ca- honestly, like the way I would describe Delano is kind of like a pool noodle. You know what I mean? It's kind of like flailing around. It, he's kind of skinny. He's you know he's kind of batting around as well. Um, it did. I was like, wow, this is that didn't look good at all. But then, you know, the second half was was a lot better from him. I think he really settled in. And I think overall, when you look at the box score, even though there were some very raw moments where it was sort of like, damn, that's a really, really obvious mistake. Like one pass, he telegraphed, um, trying to throw it to the shooter. It went, it, it was one of those passes that was so badly telegraphed that the defender didn't have to move. He just had to literally turn around and catch the ball. Uh, it was as if the pass was coming to him. So, you know, there was, there were mistakes. Absolutely. But I think on the whole, Delano actually turned out to be a very, very productive player, in this game, mostly because in the second half, he, he really mixed it up a little bit more, was much more active, much competed much harder defensively, got some deflections. Look, he's six foot nine, um, you know, and that really does count. Even though I think he is, you know, right now definitely too skinny to play, at, uh, you know, at any substantial level at the NBA. Um, he needs to. Yeah, I think there is there is a physical component that's missing. The shooting is definitely missing. He's not a good shooter. I, I think, you know, I don't really feel confident in him making from mid-range from, from three. But there are nice things in terms of his playmaking is good. Like, there's one play where he worked the pick and roll, drag screen, the the, the big rolled, uh, pulled the, the defender in the corner just slightly, maybe one step, maybe a half step out. And Delano threw the pass cross-court across his body to the left corner to, I believe, Jalen Adams, who, who cashed the three. That was nice to see, and I think that's one of those passes where if you're six foot nine, you can see that at the play developing a little bit better than you can as a six footer. And more more importantly, you can throw the pass over the top a lot easier. I think uh, you know um, he just had a much better angle to throw that pass, and it didn't really look open when you watched it on the TV. Maybe that was just the broadcast angle, whatever, but didn't really look that open. But the pass turned out to be right on the money, and the shot was was pretty open uh, as a result. So um, I did like that. I did like the fact that he had 12 rebounds, three steals, two blocks. I mean, listen, if you're going to play a little bit erratic, a little bit wild, a little bit chaotic, at least be on the right side of it. And I thought Delano did that, um, was able to sort of be disruptive, uh, was able to be involved. But, I, again, he is just a very raw player. Um, I, I, th- I think, you know, it, it's... Um, it's going to take some time, and yeah, I think that um, he seems like a really nice guy, a really thoughtful guy. Um, obviously, his story is incredible. Um, I, I, w- I would just like to see sort of what, where his development goes, because I think there's a couple of things that he definitely needs to, like pretty obvious areas of weaknesses, um, and I think the game needs to slow down for him, but when it did slow down for him, you can actually see the impact. Like, 
you know, to, to draw a comparison to Bruno, like I'm not trying to say Delano is Rex Del Bruno, but there, you know, I remember sort of feeling the same way about Bruno in a way because he would make these like uncharacteristic mistakes, and uncharacteristic in the sense of like a lot of NBA players wouldn't make basic errors, and he would make some basic errors. You know, he would look out of place, but then you know, you, you would also see sort of stretches of, of, of really, really good play, really, really brilliant play, and where he sort of put it together. And, you know, Bruno came in same kind of body, maybe even less so. Um, but uh, he was able to get that time to grow and develop. And as much as people like to, you know, and myself included, you know, make jokes from Bruno, like, he was in the NBA for quite a while. And, and objectively speaking, at a very, you know, he had a successful career um, financially, at least, right? He was in the league for like six, Six years, seven years, like that's not bad. Um, and and you know, I, if, if, I would like to see how Delano develops in that sense because I, I do think that there are some nice things. Like he made some really quick decisions uh, in transition. I think his sense and feel of the game is better than Bruno was. Bruno really felt like a long guy who was being taught to play basketball, whereas Delano seems like a guy who is long, has played basketball, but doesn't know how to play NBA basketball just yet. But in any case, um, he, much better second half. And I'm kind of relieved for the guy, too, because obviously we've heard a lot about him in the lead-up to Summer League. Uh, in terms of the other guys, didn't see too much else. It was very interesting to me that David Johnson basically got an earful from um, Patrick Matumbo. I, you rarely expect coaches in Summer League to really be honest and tear into guys. But, hey, listen, man, this is maybe the Nick Nurse tree in terms of just, like, be brutally honest with your players. If not, give me what you need. Tell them and, and be be straight up about it, and then maintain that standard for all your players. You maybe and that you can respect that. And I think he he said with with David that he just needs to sort of learn how to play hard all the time, which is a kind of a shock, really, to be said out loud. But at the same time, you know, I I could see that. I mean, defensively, he was struggling out there. Um, you know, the way he was getting cooked by uh, Justinian Jessup was um. Was not ideal. I mean, how would I describe Justinian and Jessup? He would. He. I think he was a lefty. He, he seemed to be able to shoot, but uh, he also seemed to be open all the time because as soon as he moved, David seemed to be out of position. So that that's something that needs to be worked on, I guess. Uh, we'll see how he responds to that uh, from his coach. And then in terms of the other guys, I thought Justin Champ- uh, Champagne looked really good in the first game. Really liked his activity and his defense. Wasn't the, nearly the same ap- impact in this game. But the same, I, I thought Ish Wainwright did a lot better uh, in this game as compared to the first game. They might say, well, Ish had three turnovers and then shoot the three. Well, I love the way he played defensively, man. He, he pressured in. Uh, you know, he made a number of deflections in the first quarter. He took a charge. There's one play where he sort of, he was pressuring um, Kaminga, bring the ball up the floor. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, he bumped into Kaminga. I, I, either he got him to dribble the ball out of bounds or he poked the ball free out of bounds. But um, Kaminga seemed a little upset with sort of, like, the physicality and, and on the play. But Ish was just smiling in the background. Uh, and, and I kind of like that, you know, like, just be there physical, be defensive. Uh, you know, I think the, the comp for Ish would be something like a P.J. Tucker type. Where he's a little bit shorter, but his wingspan is huge. Like, PJ is like 6'5", 6'4", but his wingspan is like 7 feet. Ish is 6'6", but his wingspan is 7 feet, 7'2", I think. So, you see that. But then they also have the football player bodies. In in this case with Ish, literally a football player. Like, he was literally signed to the Bills. Didn't play, but still was signed to a football team. An NFL team. It's, it's pretty wild. And when you watch him, when you see him, like, on the court, he, he literally is built like a football player. Like, he literally... He's a cube. He's 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 like if you took Jordan Shakiri and like 
you know, maximize, like clicked like 300% maximize. Uh, and that's, that's what you would get with Ish. Like he's just as a, you know, he's, he's, he's built like a Lego character basically. Um, but I, I like the way he played, man. And, and I think, you know, obviously there's going to be a competition in, in training camp between a couple of guys. Uh, and, and a lot of them fit the similar profile. Like I, I think, you know, Champagne is a guy who can kind of do that role as well. And we'll see sort of which guy is the best out of that group. Um, but, I liked what I saw from Ish. I liked his personality uh, as a player. You can kind of see a guy's personality just based on what they play. I like that. Um, and um, yeah, in terms of the game itself, I mean, <laughs> it was a uh, it was it was a rough watch. But you know, there's some things you could take out of it. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to see how the rest of the summer league goes with some of these guys. Uh, it's it's a weird, funky roster, but that literally that summer league, and nobody's gonna put together like. You know, the 2017 Warriors or anything like that. So, in terms of your three stars from, from this game from the Raptors, I would say the first star It's tough, man. This is a tough pick. It's a tough choice here. Um, Wow. Okay, I would have to go with... Uh, damn. I don't really... Okay, you know what? One, two, and three are not going to mean what one, two, and three means. Not like, you know, one played better than two, played better than three. These are just three arbitrary stars in some order. Three players that I thought made some impressive plays. Give Scotty the first star. 13 points, 8 rebounds, and assists. Uh, you know, got to the free throw line 12 times, which is really good. Um, you know, I think that I would love to see him sort of pick his spots from the start of the game rather than sort of feel it out uh, as the game goes. But he's definitely a guy who's going to feed off of team play and then create it with, for himself within transition, within sort of when he sees a mismatch, got attacks off the dribble. That stuff isn't something that you run every single play by him early in the game. Um, he's not like the, a primary initiator, but uh, he had some nice moments. He had the nice turnaround jumper. So he gets the first star. Second star, I'm going to give it to Precious Achua. 13 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists. Pretty solid debut. Give you a sense of what he can do. Be physical in the paint. Uh, you know, quick with the ball. Um, you know, Play with a lot of physicality. Uh, pretty good post game interview. Go watch that. Um, and then your third star, uh, man. I guess I'll give it to Delano. Uh, Ten points, twelve rebounds, three assists, three steals, two blocks. It looks, it sounds better than it actually looked. It, it kind of looked like he was out of control, like ninety percent of the time. But um, you can't really argue with the results. I thought he had a better second half. I would like to give Malachi a star as well. But he played really poorly. So uh, those are your three stars. Wow, what a the summer league is so weird. Uh, in terms of your Gerald Henderson award winner, that can go a number of places. I think Gary Payton played well. Kyle Guy had back-to-back threes when the Raptors cut it to six uh, in the fourth quarter. But I got to give it to Justinian Jessup, man. That guy had the Tyler Hansborough haircut, which is really flagrant. Uh, that, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not really like, you know, somebody that has like, incredible hair or anything like that but um i you you can't just take the take the manscaped and put it to your head that doesn't that that's that's not it but uh in any case if 13 points uh cast number of jumpers looked very impressive I, I think some of it was bad defense with the raptors but he, he was beating the raptors consistently um so give it to jessup uh and that does it for the raptors reaction podcast i'll be back here tomorrow when the raptors have more scintillating summer league action i think they're playing charlotte so uh, i'll be back then thanks everyone for listening thanks everyone for watching and uh yeah summer league 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.